Welcome, everyone. Welcome to no, the second episode of Watch It Again <laughs> with no theme tune yet, but um, we're working on it. We are. So, I guess, Nick, this week you can tell us what's the podcast about? Uh, Silence of the Lambs. And what else do we talk about on this podcast? What's our theme? Our theme? Oh, what, like the poster? Or? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Let's oh. start oh. again. Oh, sorry. Okay, yeah. right. No, I'm leaving all yeah. this in. Yeah, no, no, no. So start from the top. So say your little intro that you... That's right. We'll, we'll keep the like the start in. Why yeah, not? I was just trying to get some blank hair. Let's do it again. So, <laughs> take two. Hello and welcome to Watch It Again. I'm Jacob. I'm Kat. I'm Nick. And this week we are talking about Silence of the Lambs. Very good. This is a podcast where we... Uh, backstory. Uh, I found a poster in a bookshop that had 101 movies to watch before you die on it. And this is the second one, Silence of the Lambs. So we're watching out, we're working our way through them, I should say, not watching our way through them. Um, so this week, we, someone picked Silence of the Lambs for us. It was Naomi in last week's episode. And Love we're that just. Girl. Yep. <laughs> hopefully, she'll get come back. Um, so we're just going to work our way through this movie and talk about a couple of other things. And I think that's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah. Good. So, Kat, you didn't actually watch the movie again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I've seen it multiple times because it is an iconic movie. Do you want me to. Say what it's about? Yeah, I do. Okay. Let's see how much I remember. Um, so there's an FBI agent, Clarice Starling. Sterling? Starling? I don't know. Clarice. Starling, I think. And um, she gets tasked with interviewing um, Hannibal Lecter, who is an incarcerated cannibal and psychopath, who is also a psychologist psychiatrist he used to be anyway One that was the be- two. that's before he was locked up <laughs> so what's the difference so she gets tasked with interviewing him because they think he has information that might be relevant to catching another serial killer who's loose and is like capturing women and buffalo s- bill yeah skinning them and it's just it's real creepy anyway Hannibal like gets into her head and it's all a bit of a mind fuck and then yeah all this shit goes down and there's Lots of blood and people get eaten and people die and yeah. It's good stuff, yeah. It's a really good movie. Nick, do you have anything to add to that plot <laughs> summary? Not really. That was a pretty good summary yeah. considering I watched it like nine hours ago. Yeah, so it was about <laughs> the same for me. Yeah. <laughs> Finishing it at one o'clock at, uh, this morning and to put in context, it's only 11.30, so <laughs> yay. Um, I guess I can start off with this was only the third film to win the big five at the Oscars and nothing's done it since. Yeah. Hmm. So it won best picture, best actor, best actress, director and screenplay. Which is phenomenal. Which is absolutely insane. The two before it were It Happened in One Night in 1935 and One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest in 1976. Only other two movies ever to do it. So this was something that just swept across the Oscars. But in saying that, it also holds another Oscars record for the longest period from released to win. Oh, when ah. did it, when it, did it come came out? out in February. Ooh. It came out on Valentine's Day. Yeah, that is unheard so of. So it now. came out in February and won the next year. Wow. Like it was a 13 month turnaround Bloody hell. from That's release. Wild. So it's something that was just unheard of. It's never happened before and it never happened again. Mm. So it was just this enigma that was released but 
I guess, does anyone know that it's actually technically a sequel? Yeah. It is. To, to Manhunter. Manhunter. To Manhunter. So I watched some scenes from that last night. Was it, it horrible? Terrible. <laughs> is it? I've heard it's all right. It like, was so bad. But it's, I find it. It's different, I think. It's a sequel, which then has a sequel and it's to it, I think which is a prequel of the same thing. It's also, the idea yeah. is that you just forget about Manhunter. Yeah, because like <laughs> yeah, Red Dragon is the same story, Red, right? Yeah, yeah. So and it's still got Anthony Hopkins. Manhunter mm. is Red Dragon. Yeah. That's the first book, but then later on in, what year was it? It's written down on this page somewhere. Yeah, Red Dragon then comes out in 2002, so yeah. nine mm. years later. But it's it's a prequel, so they pretty much remade Manhunter. Yeah, I don't know. Well, so it's, it's an odd... Yeah, it's this weird That's, that's interesting. Because from what I've heard, Brian Cox is pretty good as Hannibal Lecht at that version of him. He's not like the same like so snivelling... I think they like changed it a lot yeah. more from the book yeah. than they did with Red Dragon. Yeah. Because yeah. I kind of... I was pausing this last night and watching scenes from one... Because yeah. in my research, I didn't even know Mindhunter existed. Yeah. Because at, like I work in a video shop. We've got... Our Hannibal saga has one, two, three, and four. But no. We don't have... It's not included in our list. It really shouldn't be. So, so mm. But our saga is not in release order. It's obviously in story order. Yeah. Mm. So Silence of the Lambs... Is second, is it? Third. Third. How does it go? Does it Wait. go... You've got Hannibal Rising, uh, which oh, came out in 2007. Where he eats his <laughs> sister or something. Yeah. 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 Um, Red Dragon, Silence of Lambs, and Hannibal. So you've yeah. got your four movies. Yeah. And then the series. Yeah, the and then the TV series, series which yeah. we can which talk a bit about later. I, yeah, I've watched the... Yeah, I, we'll, we'll talk about yeah. that later, yeah. Okay. So it's, it's this weird... Like, we, there's this four-movie series that also has a fifth one that no is one the same about. as the f- second one. Yeah. But, yeah, they were made, you know, 13 years apart. Yeah, I imagine if it's they the just, same like, made Revenge of the Sith again, but with, like, a... Yeah, it's like so th- weird. Not the same, but... <laughs> huh, how yeah. odd. I also laugh at um. Hold on. Stop picking your nails. Sorry, it was <laughs> bugging me. Um, so is this weird? Like the guy that made um, Manhunter, they didn't even make half the profit back, like ma- half the budget back mm. in profit. Mm. So he gave the rights away yeah. to Orion Studios for free because he didn't think they could and make anything from it. And they just went and made Silence of the Lambs, and it was like, oh. But at the same time, Orion Studios had no money. They released Dance of the Wolves the year before, and they released this. They were bankrupt. Yeah, that the guy it. who was writing the screenplay wrote half of it, and then they ran out of money, and they were yeah. like, well, can you please keep writing it? <laughs> yeah, they just had no money, and they, they produced this now iconic movie, which won all these Oscars, and essentially launched like Anthony Hopkins into the greater world audience. Like He was like not well-known mm. outside of England before this. And all of a sudden, he's this star in this really weird Hollywooder. movie. And he's only in it for 16 minutes. It goes for two hours. He has 16 minutes yeah. of screen time. Oh, I read that it was 24 minutes. Mm. Conflicting. Well, yeah. yeah. I didn't watch it, though. No. So. <laughs> yeah. so you wouldn't <laughs> who, know. Who do you want to trust, <laughs> listeners? But it's so weird. Like He got an Oscar for Best Actor. And he's barely... In it. Someone else got an Oscar recently, and they were only in a movie for like five minutes. Yeah, it's it was something. It was someone. It's just so weird. Oh, it might have been. 
It might have been Anne Hathaway for Way Mears. She's only in it for like five minutes yeah. or something. Oh, people yeah, and then she dies. People are like, yeah. oh, bro, Spoiler bro. alert. Oh, Sorry. Well. <laughs> oh, well. But, um, yeah, second week in a row where I can say that we watched a movie where Sean Connery passed <laughs> on the leading role <laughs> twice. Around the same time period, one's 91, one's 93. Yeah, he yeah. didn't want to take the part because he it thought it was... It was dis- too disgusting. Yeah, disgusting. It's I, pretty I fair. I couldn't picture him yeah. doing that. Like Sean Connery eating a man's face. Can't. Yeah, but like nah. he, he just doesn't have that presence. No. no. Like, the second you see Anthony Hopkins in this, it was like chills. Oh, yeah, it's, it's a presence on the screen. Like he Even though really I've seen it many times before, yeah. like again, I was like... Ooh. Oh, don't hurt, don't <laughs> eat me. I think it probably worked in their favour that Anthony Hopkins was not unknown, but like not that major he wasn't star. Or yeah. So he could yeah. essentially bring whatever he needed to to that character. Yeah, he didn't have anything behind him that was contributing to the view that people have of him. Yeah, like in contributing to the view that people had of him, his partner at the time broke up with him after seeing the movie. Because she oh then God. couldn't disassociate between him on screen and that because of the presence he had and how he portrayed it. She was like, he's capable of like acting yeah. like that. And she right. couldn't, in her brain, every time she looked at him, she saw that. How long were they together? I don't know. But that's insanity. Like, uh. Yeah. Definitely so deserve an Oscar for that. Ugh. But yeah, um, so there's... I had a couple of facts written down, but I suppose we can actually just talk about the movie itself first. It's amazing. It is. Like it's phenomenal. I haven't, I haven't watched it for over a year, if not two years, yeah, since I last watched it. It's been a while. And, like, it's just this masterpiece. And it's the whole thing shot to make you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Mm. Like, there's so many close-ups where the person is talking and they are centre of the screen and it's just their face. And they're pretty much looking straight through the camera at the person they're talking to. So it gives you a, they're talking straight to me. The idea was to position the viewer in um, Jodie Foster's, like you were her character. Mm. You were feeling everything that she was feeling. Yeah. And And when they film her, she's looking off. Like she's not looking directly into the camera. She's looking off. So yeah, so many scenes. Like Hannibal directly talks to camera and it's like, oh. Yeah. That's like it's a direct like and it's looking down the barrel of the camera like it's a direct yeah. conversation to the audience or to Jodie Foster like that's that they've captured that to make you feel uncomfortable like she does and even twenty eight years later like it's yeah. still like it still makes you so uncomfortable because oh, yeah. no one mm. really does that yeah it's a must and the guy that directed it um Jonathan Demi like he was a he did comedy movies all through the eighties mm. he was this you know, well-known comedy director and then all of a sudden he's directing Silence of the Lambs at a studio that's broke with a lead male role that no one knows about and then you've got Jodie Foster coming off the back of an Oscar win which then leads to get a second Oscar win and it was just this kind of mix of all these different little circumstances like, oh, this can't work, this isn't going to work, all these like things stacking up and then just they made an amazing movie like you know against the odds at the time well i think in the first four or five days of it being released it already made back its budget yeah Uh just word of mouth and just and that's like something 
rated R too, which is yeah. yeah. Well, in as- in Australia too, they changed. They made the MA fifteen plus law. Uh, what is it? Regulation because of this movie. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Hmm. It's yeah. just yeah. It just like cinematic, like cinematography wise, it's amazing. Yeah. It opens with this fantastic sequence of Jodie Foster's character training. She's an FBI. She's still a trainee. Mm. She hasn't graduated, and she's like you know on the course running. And gets pulled off by Jack Crawford to come and help. But there's a very specific reason that she's picked to come and help. Mm. And it's to get Hannibal to talk. But the reason that she's sent there is not that she's... Well, the reason that she's told while she's being sent there is not Jack Crawford's actual reason for sending her. It's to try and trick Hannibal into helping them solve this case by trying to get him to fill out a questionnaire, which he's never going to do. So she's played as a pawn at the start to try and get Hannibal like on her, to help her, and she's completely unaware. Yeah. And eventually, you know, he Hannibal wins one over all of them and devises his own plot to escape. Mm. And Best escape sequence. Honestly. I know, I, uh, so oh, good. Lost my shit the first so time I saw good. that. Yeah, <laughs> it's just, oh. Well, I guess, um, so I can talk about some of the cast. Um, so Scott Glenn, who plays Jack Crawford, was approached to return for the sequels. Mm. And he said no. So then um, Jack Crawford's played, I can't remember what the actor's name is, but played by someone else in the following movies. Because when he first took the role, he did a lot of research into serial killers and yeah. to try and get this essence of who he was trying to play and what that person would know. And it brought him to tears and it really psychologically messed with him. So he was like, I can't do this again. Oh, I can't be involved in this production because it just, he couldn't mentally handle it anymore. Yeah. And he said like throughout the production, like it was really hard. Because they'd be shown even the fake photos, like they'd be shown that, and it was like they were all uncomfortable with what they were seeing. And it's like there's a scene in the morgue, and they pull out the cocoon. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's real. That's an actress in makeup laying on a table with that in her mouth. But it was made. I can't. It was made out of like gelatin and gummy bears and something else. In case, yeah, Tootsie Rolls. In case she swallowed it. Yeah. So it was safe. Oh, wow. But she was in full makeup. Like yeah. it's a full makeup on that table. And that's ridiculous. For nineteen ninety one, she looks like a she several like week a old dead yeah. body. Yeah. Like that's insane. Like Ugh. <laughs> Um There's also another funny bit which I read about. There's a um funny bit. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, from my favourite comedies. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In, um, Haven't you listened? <laughs> in an interaction between, um, what's her name, Clarice Starling and oh, Hannibal Lecter. No, so in one of their conversations, there's a really loud bang in the background. Oh. And everyone thought like it was, a, it was a massive bang and it's not in the script. And Jodie Foster doesn't break character. She keeps doing the role. She keeps finishing the scene. And they finish the scene... And as soon as the director yells, cut, she turns and goes, what the fuck was that? 
one of the crewmen in the background dropped a wrench on the floor and it echoes this massive crash down the corridor where they're filming and it like you're watching the scene it is a loud bang but because the performance was so great and neither of them broke character and kept going she convinced the director to keep that in so there's just this random thud <laughs> Mid You're scene, have to watch this scene and it's just like because I, I read it and then I wasn't up to that bit yet, and then I got to that bit and I was like, "Oh, that's that. Yeah, <laughs> that's that really loud, random crash that you hear." And it's just like, like if you didn't know what it was, there's having a crash. There's this bang, and it keeps going. Like, what was that? Mm. Like, why is there a loud noise to suddenly dun 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 yeah, in the background? What part of the this is it? Because I think I might have heard that and assumed it was the um draw. It's not the, the draw. It's is when he's in the, the cage in um yeah in the it's in the cage courthouse oh. yeah. isn't it yeah. yeah yeah God I don't even remember hearing that when he's moving yeah it's just so funny you, you hear it yeah to be, I to and, be fair, yeah, my volume was low so, so funny. like because <laughs> you're just like what was that like yeah. huh? watch it again but yeah the accent thing um in one of the first scenes where. Jodie Foster is going to... Sorry, when Clarice is going to interview Hannibal, mm. he makes fun of her southern accent. Yeah. And that wasn't in the script. He, Anthony Hopkins just did that. It's so So Jodie Foster's reaction is yeah, legitimate. Yeah, I, I didn't see that. That was quite funny. Um, the Perspex cell that's used for him mm. isn't in the book. It's not... The, uh, it was changed from a mm. normal like cell... Because the director felt that the metal bars and their interaction would take out of the scene. Yeah. So true, though. So it makes it for it was for an ease of filming between them. Yeah. That it's just a clear, perfect screen, so there's not a metal bar down the middle of Anthony Hopkins' face. The reflections. <laughs> the, sorry, someone just walked in. Delbridge made an obscene every day. Gesture. Every day I'm in here, he just opens the door. Who was that? Let's shame them. I, didn't I see don't his know. Face. It's just some dude, and he always just opens the door. Get out of here, dude. Um, Go away. Book a suite or get. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, the um, the reflections of um, Clarice and Hannibal on the uh, what is it? Perspex. Yeah. Is so. It's just. I just. Yeah. It's just beautiful. Yeah. It's such mm. a beautiful shot so yeah really yeah. adds to it can't get that with metal bars oh um there's another thing that um anthony Hopkins did he made sure that in every seat like he much for the costume he was always wearing white mm. he always in every scene he's in yeah. he's wearing white because he wanted to it to be associated with doctors and dentists and that fear of that some clinical feel. That clinical yeah. feel, because he was a you know a doctor. Yeah. So it's like he wanted to associate like you know, wearing white. He wanted to add to that fear of someone in all white, and also when it gets to some murder times, <laughs> it shows the blood really well. So he thought mm. it add to that fear. Like you can just see him drenched. Yeah. Because you're wearing a black shirt, and you're hitting someone with a you know. That's why ninjas wear black. You, you're not going to see a bottle yeah. mat. But when he hits the cop with the baton, it's, yeah. that blood spray all over his shirt is so visible. It adds to that element of, like, holy shit, he's smashing this guy's skull in. <laughs> so do you guys want to talk about... And then he rips off his face. The escape scene. Yeah. Again, obviously spoilers that we've been talking about for a movie that came it out 
28 years ago. If you haven't seen it... Sorry, guys. You what should. are you doing? <laughs> yeah, so... um, The escape scene... I suppose we can talk about the escape plan first. He tries to make a deal. Well, Clarice offers him a fake deal to try and get his help. And they, she promises him that he'll get moved to a new facility that has a window so he can see outside. So it's kind of like trying, a bargaining chip to try and get his information. But it gets to a point that his doctor, who obviously really enjoys tormenting him, tells him it's fake. So then Hannibal devises a plan like, okay, I'll only give the information if I meet with the junior senator, who's the mother of the missing girl. He's like, I'll only give the information if you fly me to Memphis and I meet with this woman face to face. And he's going to get transferred to some facility. You know? Mm. So, during the initial transfer sequence when they're in his cell back in um is it Quantico? No. The near Quantico. Where is it? It's in uh oh, bloody hell. I'm gonna look this Come up. Yeah. So when they're in his cell, there's the orderly and the doctor and the pens left on the bed. How do you get the like because well, he was restrained. Yeah, so there's a there's a scene that comes later on. So he's restrained in a straitjacket, so there's no way he can physically yeah. pick up the pen. But he doesn't have to. He bites off the little clip that you use to like, attach it to things yeah. and holds it in his mouth for the remainder of the time until he uses it to get out of the handcuffs. So it l- puts it under his tongue and leaves it there. Cause so when we get to the cell and the cop... Baltimore, yeah. Thank you. So when we get to the cell, when he's in Memphis, mm. there's a close-up scene and he opens his mouth and pushes the clip of the pen out of his mouth and drops it into his hand. But he was already like restrained when he sees the pen on the... Yeah, so I would say the orderly probably pushed him against the bed mm. to fasten him up yeah, maybe. to the thing. So at some point, you don't obviously don't see it, but that's, it's implied yeah, that he obviously yeah, has had this yeah. in his mouth since then. Very careful. That's why he doesn't talk, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And he only talks like, he talks at a different pace. Yeah. Because the pen yeah, thing yeah, is yeah. in his mouth. Which I thought for, by him, that's genius. So we, uh, we get to there, uh, he's now in a cage in the middle of a massive room on the fifth floor of a building. The building is full of police officers and FBI agents. And he orders a second dinner. Don't know why. He just orders a second dinner. Second dinners are the best. Yeah. To get these two police officers. And for some reason, they're the only two police officers on the floor. Everyone else is downstairs. Like, he's not heavily guarded in this cage middle of a room. Again, Goes from, yeah, like maximum security to... There's just two dudes on the floor. It's fine. (laughs) And he's just in a cage. So, they're like, oh, same deal as last time. He gets handcuffed to the... His hands are cuffed outside of the cage. So then one of them's waiting outside and the other one comes in and goes to put down the tray of food. But the table's covered in drawings and you see a drawing of um, Clarice. Like, it's an amazing drawing. And he's like, oh, watch my drawings. So the cop puts the food tray on the floor next to Hannibal, gets back up, moves the drawings, 
which is obviously a deliberate play by him. Like, he knows it's the only place he can put the tray down. Mm. Comes back for the tray, but Hannibal's used the pen clip to undo his handcuffs. And he's just sitting there in the same position. Handcuffs the cop to the metal bar. And then it's just like, oh, shit. The other guy comes in and he bites him on the face. Like, full teeth into the cheek and bites a chunk out of his face. Which is insanity. And then, you know, proceeds to bludgeon the other cop with his baton. And then... what? Oh, the elevator trick. Yeah, he's right. So, the elevator comes back up to five... And everyone downstairs notices that the elevator's on level five. Oh, who's on level five? Mm. But then it goes back. It's coming back down and it stops at three. And they're like, oh, shit. For some reason, no one's on level two, three, or four. There was two dudes on five, but everyone else is downstairs. Which I thought was like, just fill the building with cops Again, on every floor. Careless. Just careless. Like, he's the most dangerous, like, dude. Like, he eats people. Yeah. He's a genius. Cops with machine guns on every floor. So by the cops, yeah. By the co- by the time the cops get up to where the cage is, Hannibal has cut open the back of one of the cops and strung him up like an angel, using the skin on his back as wings, and has him and turned all the lights off in the room except for like a light from behind. So he's strung up like an angel of death from the cage. Also, that would have taken a while. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Not, he's not a young man either. That's, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, how did he do that do, that quickly? But at the same yeah, time as this... It's gruesome, but at the same time... Far out, he's quick. managed to put... Oh, this is my favourite part. Oh, yeah. So, he's cut off the face and scalp in one piece of the other police officer and is wearing it as a mask... Which is just A plus for thinking right there. <laughs> it's disgusting, but damn, that's smart. Mm-hmm. So he's wearing this, you know, skin, he- like this head mask. And in doing that, he's also pushed the, he's also taken that cop's clothes, put his clothes onto that cop, put the cop on the roof of the elevator, shot him, shot him, and then put like the police uniform on and the mask and he's laying on the ground pretending to be the like a you know near dead police officer right so they're all running around like oh this dude you know thinking because he's wearing a skin mask that that's the police officer so they get him in an ambulance so he just gets taken out of the building in an, like on a stretcher into the ambulance and they're all looking around the building still they find the dead police officer one of the police officers thinks it's they obviously think it's Hannibal because of how he's dressed, he's face down, shoots him in the leg and he doesn't move. They then open the elevator door like a hatch underneath and he drops down, realizing now it's a faceless man and going, Oh shit. And at this point, everyone in the ambulance is dead and Hannibal is gone. And he's a free man. I love that. But there's a scene in the in the ambulance where he takes off the skin mask. Like he just pulls it off, like it's like he cut, like, it's like all like it's all wrapped up in like a towel, mm. and he just kind of like lifts that off, 
peels the skin imagine how freaky that would have been if you were in the ambulance well the ambulance dude's facing just... the other way it just does it behind yeah, yeah, him and then just like oh. gets him from behind and it's oh no like a man i really fucked up this yeah. didn't I? but the other thing is the cops that cut the this is only possible because the cops that come into the cell the one that gets handcuffed drops a like a switchblade razor yeah. out of his pocket so then Hannah was oh this is convenient and just uses it to cut a guy's face off it's like why do you have that in your pocket when you're guarding Hannibal Lecter you idiot uh, like yeah what was the plan <laughs> yeah what do you like another switchblade exactly what was he gonna do <laughs> just walk out of there like how is he getting all mate's face off uh, oh yeah it's very convenient yeah it's just a couple of it's the only convenience thing Obviously, he had a backup plan. Surely like, oh, this will help. But, yeah. oh, just the face removal is just... Oh, it's so, so good. Amazing, but... It's so good. Yeah. It's... Oof. Oh. And it kind of says, so then he's free, and we end... The end credits start rolling as the, his doctor from the original institute that he was in. Do we see that doctor in the future, or is it implied that he... It's implied that got him. Yeah, he, he yeah. got him. So he um is going into protection. FBI yeah. like the the hiding him away because yeah, Hannibal's yeah. loose and they know Hannibal's after him. Yeah. So Hannibal's are sitting on this restaurant and he's on the phone and it well he calls yeah. Clarice at her graduation and says like you know don't worry I'm never gonna come after you you're safe and essentially just thanks her. Mm. And he's like don't worry like you know. You're, I'm never going to come for you. Which for her, it's probably like, oh, it's thank God. It's very comforting yeah. Yeah. to know. Because like, if he was out there, he'd be like, oh, please don't come and eat me. I mean, please. she always knew he wouldn't. Yeah. So. But I think it was just like, yeah. it was like a thing like, you know, just so don't worry. Yeah. And then he says, and she's like, oh, what are you going to do now? And he goes, I'm going to have an old friend for lunch. You know what? Props to him for being able to sell that line. He's yeah. Like, so yeah. He's like, I'm having a friend, for, an old friend for dinner. I was like, yeah. yeah. And it's just like, that, like the line, it's just like, it's not over for dinner. It's, for dinner. Yeah. And then it cuts to the doctor getting off a plane. <laughs> and he's just like, where's security? And then like they just start walking down the street and Hannibal just follows him. Yeah. And the credits start rolling and we just watch them walk off. Hannibal following him off into the distance. And you like, know exactly what's yeah, going to happen. You're going to get eaten, son. <laughs> Which, I mean, of everyone in these movies that gets eaten, he's the only one I'm like, yeah, good. Yeah, good. Yeah. You deserve it, you piece <laughs> of shit. You know? Yeah. Like yeah. every other dude in the movie, like oh every yeah, that, man's like just either a pervert or like a yeah idiot. I suppose. Do you want to talk about the main plot of this film, which is Buffalo Bill? Yeah, true. Like which no, we haven't even we, touched on yet. No, we haven't. We should do that and instead of re- just recapping. That guy is even more disturbing. I feel than Hannibal. Like he's Hannibal was this really smart guy, and he just ate people. So he, he just. Yeah. I think it's a really good contrast between how functioning, like how two different people with obvious mental illnesses can function in such different ways <coughs> and what yeah. they have to do to be able to function. They're sorry. kind of like, I don't know, yeah. Like ordering We're boring chaos you here. And all <laughs> no, sorry, it's a massive yawn. Well, I was up to one o'clock <laughs> in the morning watching this bloody movie. Um, so Buffalo Bill was based on a couple of serial killers. One's Ted Bundy for the luring of women of a certain age. I can't remember the name of, but he kept I wrote that down. women Please. in his basement and another one that skinned 
his victims. Ed Ed Gein, Ed Gein yep. skinned his victims. Yep. Um, and Gary Heidnick. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Kept women in his basement. So yeah. they kind of combined the three to create. Well, he was combined, like you know, in the book, combined these three people to create this character. Yeah. Fun fact: the is it what's his name, the author Harris. Thomas Harris. Thomas Harris went to Ted Bundy's yes. court um, case and gave him a copy of Red Dragon. Yeah. Yeah. He also interviewed Ted Bundy a couple of times afterwards. Wild. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so this Buffalo Bill character, he has been capturing women. He keeps them in his house for three days and starves them. He then shoots them in the head skins them or skins their backs and legs and dumps the body the whole purpose of this is extremely mentally disturbed think and this caused some controversy at the time because careful i'm trying i'm trying to word this properly so and the author the author and director both said he's not actually transsexual but he's so disturbed that he thinks he needs to be a woman because then he's as far away from him, his own self as he can possibly be. So he's not actually transsexual. He's just thinking he hates himself so much. He thinks if he's a woman, that's as far from him that he can be. Yeah. So he's captured these women and skinning them and making a female skin suit. Which is, which you see in a scene. Yeah. You s- well, there's a couple of scenes of him stitching skin together. But you actually see it. But you actually like, see it on a mannequin. And, and it's, it's only extru- like, it's a But there's like brief. a shoulder and like a leg missing. It was like. Yeah, it's part of a leg missing. There's like, a, there's like one breast and a shot and one arm and like kind of half a torso missing, but the rest of it's there. And it is extremely disturbing. Like it's, and you only see it for a moment, but, but you see it and yeah. you can't unsee it. But the whole three-day period of starving them is because their skin gets becomes loose. Yeah, it becomes yeah. a bit looser. So when he kills them, it's easier. Easier to skin them. To skin them, and it's a bit drier, and you know, but he keeps them down a well. And his last victim that gets captured is the daughter of a junior senator in Memphis, which is where the whole plot of Hannibal. Going to Memphis Memphis to meet her comes in. But they eventually figure it out because Hannibal identifies the bug that was found in the throat. The moth. moth. Yeah, Yeah. the moth cocoon that's found in the throat. And then they find out, you know... They're not native or something. They're not native, so they find a list of people that had imported them. And then for that, they find... They cross-reference it with people that had applied for a sex change surgery because there was only... I think there were only three places in the States at the time that actually did it. So it was a very easy list. Like it wasn't a big list and they, they found this guy's name, which was Jamie Gum. Mm-hmm. They go to his... So then we get to this point later in the, at the end of the movie where they're all going... There's the entire like FBI like you know SWAT team is going to arrest this guy. But at the same time, Jodie Foster's 400... Well, her character, like Clarice, is 400 miles away investigating the first disappearance because Hannibal said that, you know, his transformation was something they looked at every day. So she figured out that 
Jamie must have, look, Buffalo Bill must have known his first victim. He must have known her. So they go, so while they, they raid his house and there's no one there, it's empty. It's just an empty house. They shoot that scene so well. Yeah, yeah so it's shot in a way that he, like Buffalo Bill, Bill's downstairs with Catherine? Yeah. It's a name, yeah. But you don't know that they're in... It's framed like yeah. they're outside his house. Yeah, yeah so like it's all framed like they're the outside his house. The bell's ringing at the same time. Yeah. And the guy rings the doorbell and the alarm downstairs in the basement where Buffalo Bill is goes off. But at the same time, Clarice is also about... Like she's well, We don't know that yet. But then she also rings a doorbell. Oh, so, no, sorry. So they ring the doorbell, ring the doorbell, ring the doorbell, and we know that she's off, you know, about to go to someone's house. Yeah. So he comes up the stairs through the house, opens the door, and it's Clarice. She's at the door. So it was her ringing the doorbell. And then it cuts to the FBI team bursting in through the front door and the windows into an empty house. And you know, oh, no. Yeah. Like, they're all 400 miles away and no one knows she's at this house. So she's now inside Buffalo Bill's house on her own, but she doesn't know it's him yet. But very quickly figures it out that she's in the house with this serial killer and goes to arrest him. So she draws a gun on him, but he ducks into the kitchen and grabs his gun and runs into the extremely oversized basement. That is... (laughs) That basement is enormous. It is pretty big. It is enormous. Like and then, like, to have a well in it as well. Yeah. Like, I was like, what is this? Why is there a well in your... serious renovations. Yeah, why is there a well in your basement? Like, why is your basement bigger than your house? Like, the place was huge. Like, she went down a level, and then there was another door that went down again into this huge underground series of rooms. Like, what is this place? Oh, I never thought of that. There's a bathroom down there, too. Yeah, it's just this yeah. one. But you then, can live down there. Yeah. So this kind of came a cat and mouse where she's going like room by room and she's proper scared. We're like, all scared. Yeah. And you think, he's going to kill her, he's going to kill her, he's going to kill her. And you don't know where he is. And she goes around and she finds Catherine. She's like, you know, stay here. And she keeps yelling at her to shut up. And then she's like, I'll come back. And then keeps going through the rooms because she's got to find him. And then all of a sudden the power goes out. And it's pitch black. And Buffalo Bill puts on his night vision goggles. And he's probably like a maximum a meter from her in this room, and it's just gives me chills. And it's just following her, and he reaches out, and his hand gets within like a couple of inches of her face, and he's moving it around, right in front of her face, and you know he's pretending to touch her across her back and her hair, and she has no idea he's there. And he gets to a point he draws the gun, pulls back, and she hears the click. So she spins around and just opens fire. And it's shot in such a way that every bullet, it's a flash of light. So you see, it goes from this pitch blackness to every time she shoots, it's a flash. And you see them both. Like you see her lit up by the gun, like the flash. You see him lit up and it's bang, bang. And she shoots out the boarded up window behind them. And light comes in. So then the room's lit by natural light. So obviously it's split level. So obviously this huge basement has a bit where it's above ground level. So it's obviously up into the house and then back down. Mm. So she, it's all that's right and he's there on the ground, dead. 
and then it cuts to everyone's like at the house and it's a crime scene and everyone's happy everyone's you know everyone's alive and (laughs) Catherine's safe and Catherine keeps Buffalo Bill's dog yeah but she won't let go of the dog and I was like that's a constant reminder that you were in a well in a ground in someone's basement get rid of the dog (laughs) you were about to kill that dog like you threatened Buffalo Bill that you were going to kill that dog and they're like I don't want to let the dog go my dog yeah, it, it's just, oh, and that's it's in that sequence where she's going through room by room that you see the skin suit, and she sees the skin suit, and she's like, oh, fuck, I was right. Like, I have watched a lot of gory movies, but that sickens me. It's because it's, like, just, just so plausible it's and, and real. Oh, it's like and it's exactly. also because it's not like other gory movies. Where it's like, oh, that guy's arm just got cut off. Yeah. It's like, yeah, this is a sick man that's capturing women. Yeah. Like, Things like this, like, is based on real people that have done this. Yeah. Like, there was a dude, you know, that uh, one of the people he's based on skinned his victims. Like, it's a real, you know, they're real ideas put into mm. or compiled together into this movie. And it's not gory in a way it's, like, senseless violence. It's gory in a way it's young women who have been, like, mutilated. And you're seeing that. Mm. You know, so it gets in your head because it's all of it's so possible. Yeah, That's it really does part, get into your head. Like, mm. all of these characters are real. There's not a single character in this in this movie that you think, oh, that person couldn't exist. Like, even Hannibal. It's entirely within the realms of possibility that someone like that exists. Like, people like that have existed. Like, you know. Yeah, there's cannibals. Yeah. Like there's... Psychopaths. It's completely everything's completely within the realm of possibilities, and that's deeply disturbing. And it's oh, that's why it's so good. So this movie saga <coughs> was then rebooted a couple of years ago in the form of a television series, which is phenomenal. If you haven't seen, yeah, it. it's I've seen the pilot. Highly recommend watching the whole thing. But the TV series kind of takes a different approach to it all, isn't it? More. Like, more like the books? Well, it's before well, even that, because it starts... Hannibal is a free, practicing psychiatrist, yeah. and no one knows he's a cannibal. Yeah, true. So the first, like, I don't know, season and a half... No one knows. No one knows. So, uh, who's the... Some guy has, like, an inkling. Will. Yeah, Will. Yeah. So he's the main character yeah. of Red Dragon. It's been years since I watched yeah. it. So he... So it kind of it introduces all the characters again together at the same time but it kind of it bends it a bit because Clarice is there and Will's there but they're kind of at the same time is Clarice in it? I'm pretty sure she's in it I thought they could use any character except because of a rights thing yeah I didn't know yeah. yeah. oh, yeah, so rep- they it. replace yeah. her with that other yeah, they, yeah, yeah, so they, they could rep- use yeah. anyone except yeah. for characters that were introduced in Silence of the Lambs yeah, yeah. so they have a, no, the Clarice replacement is it Jack Crawford's in it? Yeah, Jack Crawford's there. Yeah. I think it was just Clarice that they yeah. could use. Yeah. So they replace her with someone else that's essentially yeah. the yeah. same person, just has a different name. Mm. Yeah. But it kind of goes through and eventually it's all this new story. Like, you know, you got those things and it's this beautiful shot and it really visually, the food. It's so visually appealing. Yeah. Like, it's you know it's human food, but the way it's prepared and shown, mm. it's presented fantastically. Yeah, and it's the the characters who two episodes ago were alive and yeah. found out something about him. 
But it goes through, and it goes through all the characters of the movies as it gets later on, and all these moments, slightly out of order, but you get your Red Dragon, who's played in this by mm. Richard Armitage. Fantastic job. Mm. So he plays the Red Dragon, and it's a fantastic series of episodes that he's in it. But it also ends... Can, do you mind if I... Okay. So the Go end of the series. Like, I'm fascinated enough with this story, but like, I just don't have yeah. the time, so I yeah. love hearing about it. So in the movies, obviously Hannibal escapes and he's off. He's free, yeah. you know. In the TV series, he's arrested for a while and he gets out and there's back and forth. And then the main characters at the end, they're at this house on top of a cliff. And it's like this final showdown and everyone's like, you know, Hannibal's about to, you know, he's already killed two people and... Jack Crawford's, you know, mortally wounded off in one of the rooms. And it's just him and Will on the top of this cliff. And Will takes him down the cliff with him. So they both end up, they're dead at the oh. bottom of the cliff. Like, Will essentially, like, there's a full confrontation. Like, they're both, like, Will's severely injured and just tackles Hannibal off the cliff. This is in the series. Yeah. There you go. That's the fun. And so they're both just dead. And it's like, oh. So I remember watching it and I'm like, oh, this is obviously where he gets arrested and puts in... Mm. You know, and then we go to Silence of the Lambs. But no. Huh. He's just dead. That's it. Game well, over. I oh, like that it's a standalone yeah. series. Yeah. So they kind of like warped it a bit and changed it. And the, can you get the Red Dragon? But you get other characters that are in like, you know. Because it got cancelled, didn't it? The series. Because it was supposed to be season four, but they just. I think in the end they just. They then rewrote it, it. So it's just like, this yeah. is it. They're dead, you know. But highly recommend yeah. watching. But I also recommend watching, if you're going to watch the entire movie saga, to watch it in story order. Mm. Because it's da- even with Hannibal Rising in 2007, you know, it's 16 years after the original movie. It doesn't change anything. No. It fits so well within the story that if you watch Hannibal Rising, Red Dragon, Silence of the Lambs and then Hannibal, it's a great four movie story mm. to watch all of it like that. Yeah. I've heard like a lot, like I haven't seen all the movies, but like the story of like even like Will fascinates me. Like, cause you don't really see him. Like last year here, like he gets like stabbed in the face a bunch and he's like living in Florida. Yeah. I like, have you, I, I assume you know the story of Hannibal, the sequel, like the one that Jodie Foster didn't come back yeah. to. Like it ends with her getting brainwashed by Hannibal and it's kind of, yeah, that would be open to like, a sequel to where Will comes back and like, yeah, there's a, it's gets it's it like so it's yeah, because yeah, from like obviously haven't seen Hannibal, but it's like oh, so what? I guess Clarice just oh, she, yeah, she, I don't, I've watched it for so long, but she got got for Hannibal. Yeah, <laughs> she got got, she got got, <laughs> she got he got got. Oh no, yeah, like it's it's just I don't know. It just seems like a if you're a big Silence of the Lambs. It's just kind of a downer to end on. Yeah. And there's been so many. I mean, the whole series is a bit of a downer. Yeah. Really. <laughs> but it, like, I, it's, I don't know. Do you think they could like do a sequel like, now that the show is over? I think if they were going to do it. How they, would they revisit it? They could, but they, I think it'd be better to do it with whole new characters. Yeah. I think it's something that we've now got these two versions of it. That it's something we don't need mm. a third. Mm. We've got this. We've got a four movie series. We've got three seasons of a 
great TV show. So would you consider that? Who would you consider the definitive Hannibal at this point? Oh, Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've heard like so many people that are like, nah, Mads Mickelson. Oh, Mad Mickelson is amazing. Phenomenal. Oh, yeah. it's amazing. But it, it's different. Yeah. Like Anthony Hopkins owns that. Anthony role. Hopkins is like is a clinical sort of creepy. Yeah. He's whereas yeah. Mads Anth- is yeah. he's, he's sort of like a creature. Well, yeah. Anthony Hopkins is like this he's an imposing figure on screen because of it's a mental thing. Yeah. yeah. You know he's so smart. You know what he's done and like what he's like mentally. Mads Mickelson in that show, he's also very physically imposing. Like he's a large, he's a tall guy. He's a muscly guy. Like in the show, he's not just like, oh, this guy's really smart and like disturbed. It's like this guy could beat the shit out of someone mm. Mm. really easily. Like, you know compared to other characters and like he's like the most physically imposing character in that entire yeah. show see that doesn't sound as interesting yeah. it's just some dude who like but he doesn't u- like there's moments obviously in the show where his physicality definitely comes into it yeah because it's like some of the people that he goes up against mm. you know that he ends up then eating mm. <laughs> like if it was anthony hopkins versus that person anthony hopkins would have got the shit kicked out of him yeah it wouldn't have been as believable yeah yeah Whereas, like, yeah, there's a couple of, ca- like, you know, a couple of minor characters that get eaten, but it's like, if that was Anthony Hopkins, it wouldn't have been believable that, that he could have, like, yeah. in that way, stopped, like, killed that person. I feel, too, that the series is a lot more dramatised yeah. than the movies. Like, it's it's believable, but not as much as Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. Yeah, I'll just get that ready for later. <laughs> yeah, no, I think... I know for Sons of Lambs, it's one of my favorite movies. Like I'm always gonna and that series, yeah. like they're yeah. great movies to watch. And the first time I watched them, I watched the three. I didn't even know Hannibal Rising existed, mm. and it was relatively new at the time. So I think I first watched them was probably like 2009, 2010. 2009. How old were you? Like what? 13. Jesus. Yeah, 13, 14 when I watched them the first time. Old man. And then yeah, like a couple of years later, one of my a couple of years later when I was like in later high school. Hannibal came, like the TV series started, I think I was in year 10 or something when it started, year 11, whatever. And one of my friends was like, she's like, have you seen this? And we we're all like, what? Because like it was the very first episode, like it was the day it came out and we're at school. And she's like, oh, have you seen this? We're like, no, what's this? And we all went home and watched it. And then then like we, every week it's always spoke about like, it yeah. was this, like, this is amazing. That's when I got into it too, yeah. when the series, the TV series came yeah. out. And I didn't even know it was a whole... Like movie series yeah. either. I'd seen Silence of the Lambs, but then yeah, my friends and I went back and watched all the movies and mm. then watched the series. And, and then one of the friends was like, "Oh, I watched Hannibal Rising the other day," and like most of us went, "What?" Yeah. And they're like, "Yeah, like the fourth movie." And we're like, "What fourth movie?" <laughs> and then yeah, we all I think all of us watched Hannibal Rising together, like one afternoon after school. And we're like, "Oh, this is like." It, they're really good movies to watch together. Yeah, like it's a good, but like, and then we watched the yeah, the rest of them, but it was like this is really cool, like. It's a really good prequel to go back and the guy that plays Hannibal does a really good job and it's really believable that, you know, in, what, 30, 40 years later, mm. he is Anthony Hopkins as Hannibal. Mm. Like, it's a believable transition yeah. from the young actor to the old actor if that's how this is going to go. It's not like when you get other movies where it's like, perfect example, Star Wars Episode 3 to Episode 4. <laughs> okay. How old is Ewan McGregor at the end of... Revenge of the Sith. You and McGregor or 
yeah, how, no, how old is Ewan McGregor at the end of Avengers? Oh, Ewan McGregor's like, what? Early 30s. 33, yeah. yeah. Right? And he goes to like 75 in like 20 years. And you're going to believe me in like 17 years of, 19 years of time, that that man is now 75 years old. The, uh, it's the desert. It's the desert. Yeah. He's living in the desert. Like, no, like, there's no sunscreen. It's like even then. like <laughs> Obi-Wan. <laughs> Obi-Wan as a character is like max, max 40 at that point. Like, Max, yeah, right. I mean, like, well, uh, how old is he in Phantom Menace? Twenties. Like, oh, well, there you go. But, uh, yeah, no. Yeah, like, so he's max, max maximum forty in that movie, Hopefully. right? In A New Hope, he's minimum seventy. Oh, yeah, minimum. <laughs> so that doesn't stress, like, but that's that's stress. It's not a you know as a believable. It's not believable. Transition, whereas this, it's like the time, you know, the age difference is right for the time. The pat- but the portrayal, the, like, it's a really well done. It's just like, the, this really works. Yeah. 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 Hmm. You could watch that movie and then watch something with Anthony Hopkins in it. Yeah, like, you can like, watch that yeah, and then go and watch Red Dragon good. and then watch Silence of the Lambs and it makes perfect sense that this is the story, flowing story. Yeah. It's, it's, the same, it's the same world. Like, everything, all the rules are the same. The way people behave is the same. Like it's yeah. not. It's like the sixteen years later they made this movie. It's a prequel that's then world breaking, which has happened before. They haven't broken the rules that they established in Silence of the Lambs yeah. for how people act with each other and how. Don't they kind of try and humanize him though, and make him like a oh, but he he only eats bad people or something? I well, that's another thing that I read because Anthony Hopkins landed the role because his performance in Elephant Man was years before yeah but he said to the director like, oh but my character in elephant man is a good guy and the director said hannibal's a good guy he's just trapped in a like in a psychopath's mind hmm. so the hannibal rising really sets the scene it's like okay everything that happened to him as a kid it broke him yeah and it explains he was a good person but through trauma and you know events, it broke his brain, and through then like it shows like the years from where he was there in that movie, it's a believable transition to where he ends up. Oh, hundred percent! Like it really establishes like that trauma that he had as a young man, as a, like as a teenager, that sets up who he is. And it, yeah, it's something that I think was it was done really well. And the best villains are the ones that you can empathize with. Yeah, you know, you kind of yeah. like. You ha- like in this movie, like Hannibal is obviously this evil person, but the doctor that's mistreating him, you hate. Yeah. And you hate him for the way how he treats Hannibal, even though really, you should hate Hannibal and be like, yeah, that guy should be torturing this like you know psychopath. You know, it's done in a way that you're kind it's of like, oh, leave Hannibal alone, you bastard. Yeah. You know, and then when he escapes, you're like, yeah, get him. Which is really weird because it's so disturbing. And even like, when he yeah. like makes the guy in the cell next to him like neck himself, it's yeah. like, yeah. yeah, good on him. Do we want to talk about the first time that Clarice meets <laughs> Hannibal and then she goes to leave and yeah. take it away? Old mate is like, oh, oh, I can't remember what he says, but he then just flings his like, jeez, jeez, calm, whatever you want to call it, into her face. That, I feel like that's the most brutal part of the movie. Oh, that's so. And she's just like, oh, she kind of just freezes, like, oh, what the fuck. And some other 
dude in like another cell just goes, oh, you fucking, you know. You ruined it for the rest of it. Yeah, just like yells at him for doing <laughs> this. Oh, no. Like. It's bad. Yeah. It's oh, bad. And then she just goes back to Hannibal and she's having a conversation with, again with Hannibal. It's just got cheese on her face. Ugh. It's so gross. Oh. But it kind of, yeah, it's, I think that was used just to like how crazy. Yeah. Like everyone else in that, like that wing of this it's like prison is it, insane. Yeah. And then there's Hannibal who's so. He's a different kind of crazy. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. collected. He's composed. And he's clinical. He knows exactly what he's doing all the time. He's not this deranged, like the like even like Buffalo Bill. He's not. Yeah, you've got that contrast. Ra- yeah, he's n- not this like this lunatic that's gone off the rails. Everything is so clearly planned. It's so precise. It's so clinical. He knows exactly what he's doing, and his brain is so composed at this point of his life that he's just you know, essentially he is sane. Like he's not. Yeah, he eats people. He just does extreme things. Yeah, but he's not, by definition, insane. Because, you know, by insane, it's like you know you're not doing what you're doing. You're you know you're at a level that's you're not processing. Like your brain can't process what you're actually doing, and you know. Whereas he is completely in control. There's no. Well, that's uh, he what it's like with most psychopaths, yeah, isn't like, it? But he couldn't plead. In insanity. Yeah. Whereas others can. Mm. But he, you know, you couldn't, he wouldn't have a grounds to plead insanity on. Like, he is so composed and everything is so well planned. He can't be like, oh, I'm just insane. Whereas others, like Buffalo Bill, mm. could. Mm. Have an insane, like, you know, if, if he was still alive and went to trial, like, the, a good lawyer would be like, well, he's just, in, like, you know, he's mentally ill, he's insane. And got him, you know off on murder charges and just got him committed to it like you know an asylum you can't call it that anymore a mental health facility can not asylums not anymore can you not call it that i don't think an asylum's the right word anymore oh, there you go it's a mental, mental health, health facility oh because you're not you know it's not an asylum anymore okay it's not an insane asylum yeah PC gone mad, mate. Yeah. PC gone mad. <laughs> oh, I was holding it back for like 20 <laughs> seconds there. But someone called it. me. Yeah, my mum messaged me. Oh, yeah, someone That's nice. Just... Not oh, quick phone break. <laughs> <laughs> no. no, no, no. That's, that's cool. Do you have to work? No, it's my old boss who now works at a different store s- seeing if I can do a shift at her store tonight. <laughs> no, I have, an as- I have a movie to edit. Mm. No. <laughs> No, 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 no. All your employers now know that you don't care about them because you've said it on your podcast. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Former boss now works at a different store. Yeah, okay. Completely different. <laughs> it's completely different. It's perfectly fine. Does anybody really love their job, though? I love one of I my love jobs. I love all of my jobs. Employers listening. <laughs> if you work for Coles. I love working Technic- at Coles all the time. Technically, I do. Technically, I do. Um. I, I love Coles. It's the best. Thanks for the dead silence, guys. 
shit. Bullshit. <laughs> Maybe we should do a podcast where we just like bitch about Just life. talk about our day at work. I do not want to get fired for talking <laughs> shit about my job. Absolutely not. I've, I've we'll change all our names. Actually, no. <laughs> I will gladly talk shit about the video shop. I have signed forms saying I, I love my job. <laughs> I've signed forms saying I will not talk shit exactly. about my job online. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I did too. Yeah, I did not want to get fired for breaking that. Yes. I've been there for seven years Aww. and I get paid good. So I'm just going to keep that until... Seven years. That's it's a long... A long I, was, I was 16. Um, yeah, oh. so was I. There's my age for everyone again. It's to figure out how old I am now. 16 plus seven. 40. Yes. You are correct. I am 40 years old. Just remember, you'll be there soon. Sooner than us. Uh, I think I'm the oh. only one who hasn't said my age because you guys both did yet. Last I don't even know really? how old you are. <laughs> yeah, it's just going to be a mystery. Yeah. How old's Cat? No one will know. You can't ask because it's, it's rude. Yeah, yeah it's so it's impolite. <laughs> rough. Rough. Why is it rough? I don't know. Because <laughs> it's, it's the dumbest. I could be, I could be a 54 year old woman. You're definitely the not 50. Okay. <laughs> the listeners yeah. Attention would know. to everyone. <laughs> She's under the age of 23 and over the age of 19. <laughs> How do you know I'm not 24? Because I'm definitely older than you. Because <laughs> you looked at me funny when I said how old I wa- what year I watched the movie, and you were like, how old were you then? Ha. <laughs> huh. Checkmate. Anyway, um, we don't have anyone in the room this week because we had a thing. It was like, oh, we'll get someone else to pick a topic for us for next week. Oh, yeah. Are we but continuing we our segment anyone? where we say what we want to watch or something? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I liked that. Because yeah. I, I watched Watchmen. Oh, is it good? Don't spoil it. Don't spoil. I'm still reading the but comics. So we're moving on now. We've that's, that sounds lame. So <laughs> I'm going to... Oh, s- yeah. yeah. We, don't, we don't really have a rating system or anything. Let's make one. Because we've good. had Jurassic Park, which we all really love. And we've had this, which we all really love. Okay. We need a rating system. And we can't steal the Weekly Planet's rating no, system. No. Shout out to them. Please sponsor Never us. I was going to say a man of George Hyde's out of 10, but then no one will get that reference. Oh, yeah. <laughs> reference, bro. It's like Sick reference. unique University um, of Newcastle communication media production degree reference right there. <laughs> Please never listen okay, to this. Now, now they're going to say my name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Well, they know where I am. I don't care. Um, I'll tell you where I live. Fight me. Just stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> this is not good content. <laughs> okay, so rating system. I think we need something out of five. We need... Okay, well I think we need... Let's say... Oh, that's not going to work. Any ideas, Nick? Um, this needs to be like a name. Well, it's okay, I don't know. Would watch it again. Wouldn't watch it again. Oh, because we're called Watch, we're called it, watch again. it Again. Would watch yes. it again. Yeah, so... Again. Wouldn't watch it again. again, again. Yeah, okay. So I'm going to go. Would watch it again, again. Yeah, would watch uh, it again. Yeah, I'd yeah. definitely watch okay. it again, again. I like that rating system. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's on our it name. <laughs> there you go, as everyone. As long as we don't change it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, cha- we can change we it. We have an We'll change it years <laughs> down the track. It doesn't matter. one will know. Okay, so Nick obviously doesn't listen in front of him, but I'm assuming that's what Kat's looking I at right now. I just found it. Okay. Oh, well, I feel like I Can I we not do. do a trilogy? No, okay, let's just do yeah, something. No. Are we talking about Watchmen? Yeah, well, uh, okay. Or are we oh, just throwing yeah. out a premise? Okay, sorry. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Um, we're, yeah, okay. we're throwing okay. out our premise immediately so by Watchmen. talking about The next segment things, is what we're excited for and what we've also been watching. Yeah. Yes. Um, okay, so it's not very... I, I like it. It's not. It hasn't really indicated where exactly... 
the story is going to go yet. Like, there's little hints. Is it a sequel or a prequel? It is a sequel to the comic book, as far as I can tell so far. Okay. Okay. Have That's you cool. finished the comic book yet? No, I've seen the... I haven't even started. S- I've, seen the, <laughs> the I've seen the movie, mm. but I'm like, yeah. the maybe halfway through There is a m- major difference between the comic book and the movie. Isn't it the massively different ending? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know yeah. that ending. So I yeah. listened to the yeah. podcast about it. I yeah, think I knew they, it, yeah. they've implied it's the squid. Yeah. So it's a okay, so so comic book it's, ending? It's yeah. Comic, okay. yeah. Oh, so that is happening in the series. What's well, happened? So this is set, oh. I think it's set in 2019. Yeah, it is, yeah. Oh, cool. So it's like, years later. Like a That's really, man. really cool. Yeah, so I'm keen to see but where it goes. But do we know he's Yozymandias yet? Because it's implied, He's got it, but, like, but it's they, like, is they, he? They never said it. Yeah. I he don't has know. to be. I, I, I'm keen to see other characters, though. Like, we don't yeah. see Dr. Manhattan or anything, but like... He's got to be He's not. one of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> one of them is Dr. Manhattan. Oh, yeah, no, but like... Someone that you've already seen on screen has to be Dr. Manhattan. There's no one knows. No, but like... Yeah. yeah. Hopefully... I don't I'll start at once my assignment's handed in. But I I don't know how it's not really clear how much they're going to lean into the older characters or like the old story. It'd be nice if they could deviate because it's already been done. Because they um they have like a follow up to like Rorschach's journal on that, but it's oh that's cool. I mean, it's in the trailer, but it's pretty much it's it's been out there, but it's only been kind of picked up by like extremists. Yeah, yeah. Like they say what like. I've seen white supremacists. It is a white supremacist reflection. Yeah, yeah. I, I suppose it is. Yeah, but like, yeah, a lot of people are getting. Appa- apparently, it was controversial and people didn't like it because it was racist to white people. But I didn't even think <laughs> that the whole time. So if you think yeah, something's okay. racist to white people, you so are maybe issue. I'm just not paying yeah. attention to the nuances in racism to whites. But I know I, I'm keen to see where it goes. Yeah, I might think. have to yeah. watch it. Okay, so okay, what are you excited for, um, Delbridge? am I excited for? What have I been watching? I watched Zombieland 2 the other day. What did you watch? Oh, Zombieland 2. Zombieland 2. It's just Zombieland 1, but different, sort of. I feel like it's as good as a um, Zombieland sequel it. can be 10 years later. Yeah, like it's a good it's a good movie. Oh, there you go. But story-wise, it's just Zombieland 1 again. Just slightly different. Mm. But it's the same movie. Like, in every way, it's the same movie. <laughs> But yeah, no. Well, it's, there you go. Yeah, it's it's really good. It's you know you jump back in with the characters for ten years later, but they haven't changed in ten years. Like everyone's like that world is stuck in two thousand and nine, obviously because the world of yeah. no one's like, and it reflects on that. Like there's there's a couple of one liners yeah. that you yeah. know that's so like there's a thing, someone says that's so two thousand and nine or something. Yeah, that is in the trailer. Yeah, but like I I, I watched the trailer for it and I. Yeah, I wasn't expecting my I, I, I laughed once when um Thomas Middleditch shows up as mm. like yeah. the reverse yeah. Columbus. But um no, I, I laughed a fair few times for the movie. Like there's a lot of stuff in the movie that's not in the trailers, which is which is what you really want. And like it's a good movie and there's a couple of good twists and stuff in it. Like it's a good it takes a couple of turns, but it, you end up, you know. And it, it's just really good. So like I highly recommend and I also definitely recommend seeing it on a big screen. Like you I really have do. To go. Yeah, like I think it's something that like, just with like the zombie kills and stuff. Like it's something that you'd really enjoy. It's something that I really enjoyed on a big screen. Mm. 
I think that helped with like enjoying it a bit more. That like it's like oh that's you know yeah. a fifteen foot zombie head that's just exploded. Like you know and it looks really cool. But also again it's a cheap budget. Like there's a lot of things like that you can see the things they've spent money on. Yeah. Mm. There's a lot of like couple special effects and stuff. You see like they just cut corners because it's not a huge budget movie, but it's not meant to be. No. It's not meant to be this suit, you know. But sometimes, like, yeah, budgets like that, if it's obvious, it's kind of a bit charming. Yeah, like exactly. It, like, Especially it since it's a sequel to that movie. Like yeah. If it was super polished and, like, yeah, exactly. expensive it, it looking, it'd holds, be like... Uh. It holds the look of 2009 Zombieland. Like, it holds on to that. And it needed to, really. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, it keeps you in that world because it looks... Like, obviously, it looks visually, like, just filmed-wise a hell of a lot better mm. but zombie wise and like things that are happening wise it has that feel still that it's still the same world because it's not it hasn't gone aged. from that cheap almost borderline parody zombie movie yeah to As polished yeah the kind of quality you'd expect from the director of venom yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh venom <laughs> yeah that's not on the poster damn ew okay my turn. Yes. Um, so I binged Daybreak on Netflix. It was I don't even know horrible. what that is. Mm. It's a post it's like post apocalyptic. Was that that weird school one? Yeah. Oh, it's yeah, not good. I, I just oh, watched yeah, it because yeah. I didn't have anything else to watch. It was on the trailer when I opened Netflix one day. Made me realise <laughs> how Silence of the Lambs for this. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Bloody guys. hell, mate. <laughs> um no, but I honestly think I'd do well in a post apocalyptic world. Um we all think that. Yeah. <laughs> but I actually would. I have multiple contingency plans in place. So. I mean, I know where the gun shop is, but so does everyone else where I live. So. <laughs> I you don't have your own gun? <laughs> no comment. You know. <laughs> <I'm gonna say. laughs> um, no one can know where I live. Depending on whether or not yeah, who's they're listening legally, to some of us might have guns. What probably country just my mom, we're in? Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a gun. Um, but yeah, so Silicon Valley season... Yes. What do you know I've never watched now? season Silicon Valley? I've oh, never watched it too. It pisses me off so, so much, good. but I can't stop it's watching it. It's amazing. So I watched the first episode of that and I also finished Barry season one and I'm up to season two of that. She finished Barry season one last night instead of watching Silence of the Lambs. No, I actually started Barry season two last night oh, sorry, of watching yeah. Silence started of the season Lambs. two last night. <laughs> So Sorry. HBO is doing good stuff still. Yeah. Like HBO just got the entire catalogue of South Park and um, Rick and Morty. There you go. Cause I think Interesting. Yes, yeah, so they're taking all the comments. Yeah, because I yeah. heard there was some bidding war for the right, the streaming rights to South Park. Oh, that means it's not going to be on Netflix or anything. That's in America. Netflix? Australian streaming rights different. Yeah. Well, we have it on Netflix in Australia and it's like season one, season two. The best, the best of. episodes. Yeah. And then like season 18 onwards. I'm yeah. like... And it says all the seasons on yeah. on Netflix. I'm like, well, that's... It's misleading. <laughs> Technically, yes, it but is. it's like two episodes from each season. Yeah, because like it's got the best episode, best episodes from each season on yeah, it, but it doesn't sh- count. Shit. Is there anything interesting coming out that I should watch? Terminator um, today. Nah. I'm so I'm keen not to watch Terminator. Watch I'm going to go watch it tomorrow night and I'm going to have a swell old time. I, I'm not going to watch I, that. I'll watch it if it's on Netflix, but... Okay, really I'll, I'll watch it tomorrow night and I'll tell you if it's good or not. And okay. then Apparently it is. Supposedly I've it's the best one since number two, which isn't hard. Because <laughs> <No. laughs> the three that came right. after that are the worst movies of just... Yeah. 
Oh, I think on yeah. our list. Do Actually, I think I might watch the Sarah Connor Chronicles if I can find it on something. Oh, no, I just just watch the Caravan of Garbage from the Weekly Planet. I did, and it's made me want to watch it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, who's the Weekly Planet? That's my favourite podcast. Hi, guys. I've listened to like... I hope you're listening one day. Almost 30 of their episodes already. Since mm-hmm. Let's I'm plug our rival podcast that we love. <laughs> it's so good. Our rivals so when good. we do upload these. Whoever's eventually. listening to this, if you want a better version of this... Listen, Listen to them. To weekly okay, here you go. Terminator one and two are on our list. Hey, yeah, there good. You go. The the two. How can decent. you make two so good, like fantastic movies, and then three really shit ones? Maybe we should watch the two Terminator movies and do that next. Yeah, week. and then you can talk about Dark Fate. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. we're gonna do yeah. Okay, we'll do Terminator one and two next week because I'll go and se- I'll be the only one that goes and sees the new one. You don't have to see it. I'll just talk about it. I'll just tell you. Yeah, if I find the time, I will. But I'm. Um, well, t- I'll go see it tomorrow we're, night and I'll let you know we're all it's good. Busy. Oh, okay. We've also got to do Die Hard for Christmas. Yes. It's actually on there. Okay. Yeah. I'm upset that there's a certain movie. Like, there's no. Um. Okay, we're going to do Die Hard, but we're also going to do a second movie for Christmas. We're going to do a double movie, because we're going to do a movie okay. that's not on the list. <gasps> yes. But our premise, we're can ruining it. Can we do it. a really shitty Christmas movie? <laughs> no, Absolutely. We're going to do, we gr- do this, like one of the greatest Christmas movies of all oh, time. Oh, no. We what do is that? Grinch. Oh, oh. fuck. I, okay. I or really don't like Christmas. See? I'm just putting... I better put that out or there now. Or fucking love it, man. <laughs> I am the Grinch. No, no. Okay. But I don't turn into a Grinch who loves Christmas. I am just the Grinch. I feel like as retail workers, we don't have to enjoy Christmas. Cause I sucks. love Christmas. I hate Christmas at work. I have not liked Christmas, Christmas for many years. Many I love years. it. I'm going to get too political if we start talking about Christmas. So let's, let's not, not do that. Not do it. That's a Christmas episode. Christmas episode <laughs> bonus let's, let's is bring politi- down Christmas. <laughs> Cat's political, political views cat. on Christmas. <laughs> Consumerism. Woo. Okay, so yeah, next week is... Terminator 1 and 2. So I have to, to watch three Terminator movies this week. <laughs> oh, God. You're going to turn into Arnold Schwarzenegger. Three Terminator movies in a week. Plus all my uni assignments. I barely this watched the the What even is the premise of the new Terminator movie? It's, I don't know. I'll let you know tomorrow night. <laughs> after I've seen it. <laughs> okay. It's, it's just a timeline again because yeah. every oh, time. It's but just yeah. what, annoying. Okay. One thing I do. I'll oh, talk, talk about next week. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> next week. Next week. Keep the br- idea in my brain for next week because there's no point saying it now. Was there anything else that you guys wanted to add? I don't think so. I think I'm good no, for my good. Silence of the Lambs opinion we've got next week. Yeah. Yes. Terminator cool. tomorrow night. Woo! 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 I'm excited for you. Thanks. I'm not excited for me. I'm just excited to see it. Because <laughs> I know that, like, then I'm, yeah, I've just got to see it. Why not? I mean, I think I saw Genesis the day it came out. I went to an advanced screening of Genesis. Oh. I don't know why. That's so this, bad. This is, this is when I was in like year 12 and I saw every movie you that came out. You were in year 12. You're yeah. a child. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I saw everything no matter decision. how good or bad it was. Oh, I remember I went into that. I went and saw that the day it came out. I saw, it, I saw it on the Monday it came out on I the Thursday. Out of I was the privileged theater. enough to see it. I walked Genesis out of that theater and just went, Why? Not so I was like, huh, Amelia Clark. <laughs> I'm getting a disapproved look you, from Kat. You want to <laughs> <laughs> elaborate yeah, there, buddy? Elaborate nope. on that for us. <laughs> this is a good Sarah Connor. No, she wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In the bus. 
just the bus in that movie. Are, like, you, are you trying to get me to remember? To yeah, remember yes, to I, <laughs> I really don't want to. Spark in your brain for next week when we can talk about all things Terminator. Oh, God. Oh, God. I feel I, like you guys are just going to nerd out about it and I'll be here in the corner like... I'll nerd out about... Uh, I'll nerd out, nerd out about the first one and the second one and maybe the sixth one. Are they up to six now? Yeah. Yeah, this is but, number six. Oh, yeah. But ignore... The, the fourth three, one? Three, four, and five. Yeah. Th- which are all apparently the official third one. I don't know. Yeah, because they're oh all God. canon. But anyway, okay. So are they? Yes, they are. <laughs> um, thank you, everyone, for listening. We are Watch It Again. I'm Jacob. I'm Kat. I'm Nick. And we'll see you guys next week with Terminator. Goodbye. Bye. See ya.